St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, verse 15. This is the Antichrist series, end of days, series number two, or part two, however you want to place it in your mind. St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, verse 15. For many centuries, this verse here in St. Matthew, the 15th, 20, chapter 24, verse 15, this verse, particular verse has been a mystery to many people. It says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, parentheses, it says, whoso reader, let him understand. I don't know why those parentheses are there. Probably because we need to understand. I'm pretty, pretty sure of that. We're going on a voyage tonight deeper into the supernatural area of God and the demonic forces that we're up against. This abomination of desolation is the Antichrist. So let's take a journey with you. Daniel 9, verse 24 through 27. Y'all bear with me tonight. I may be a little long with it, but I won't bore you. Daniel 9, verse 24 through 27. I sure hope y'all got y'all spiritual thinking caps on tonight. I know it's been a long day for some of you. You've been working and you're tired. But I pray that God's spirit will uh, inspire you. I pray. And I believe in faith that it will. When we get to Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 through 27, please say amen, amen. at chapter 9 of Daniel. Verse 24 says, 70 weeks. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgressions and to make an end of sin, with an S, and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the Most High. Seventy weeks. Let's break it down. Seventy weeks equals 490 years. Each week has seven years in it. Because each day of the week represents a year. Are you with me? All right, now let's back it up. Let's go to Numbers 34. Remember, 70 weeks equals 490 years. There are seven days in a week. Each day equals one year. Numbers 14, 34. Numbers 1434. When you get there, please say amen. Numbers of the Old Testament. The Bible says, after the number of days in which ye searched the land, even 40 days, each day for a what? Year. They searched out the land 40 days, and they wind up doing 40 years in the wilderness. A day for a year. 
Shall ye bear your iniquities even forty years, and ye shall know my breach of promise. One day equals one year. Seven days in a week equals seven years. Seven times 70 equals 490 years. Okay? Ezekiel 4 verse 6. If that scripture ain't good enough for you, some of us have got to be a little more convinced than others. We see the word, but we got to see it somewhere else before we can believe as if God is going to tell a lie in one place and tell the truth in another, but I'm going to help you. Ezekiel, fourth chapter, verse six. Please say amen when you get it. Amen. The Bible said, And when thou hast accomplished them, lie again on thy right side, and thou shalt bear the iniquities or the iniquity of the house of Judah. How many days? Forty days. days. And I have appointed thee each day for what? A year. Day for a year. Seventy weeks. 490. Day for a year, 490 years. All right? Satisfied? Everybody with me? All right, we can move on. It says 70 weeks are going to be determined for this thing to take place. Now, Verse 25 over here in Daniel 9, 25 says, Know therefore and understand. Keep bringing that word up, understand. Y'all hold y'all places in Matthew and hold your places right now in Daniel. Okay? Are we there in Daniel 9, verse 25? Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem until unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks and three score and sixty-two weeks, which equals sixty-nine weeks, which is four hundred and eighty-three years. You see, three score is sixty years. One score equals twenty, right? Three times twenty, three score is sixty years plus two weeks is sixty-two weeks. Plus seven weeks is 69 weeks. 483. Count it up. Seven times 69 483. So from the time that Ezra, what he's saying here, from the time that Ezra was given the command to go and restore the walls of Jerusalem because they were going to start rebuilding. Ezra started that project, not Nehemiah. From the time that it was commanded that he would be allowed to do that until the coming of Jesus was 483 years. Okay? time Ezra was given the command to go and restore Jerusalem until Jesus came 69 weeks 483 years so there's a week missing because that's only 69 but it said it was going to be 70 weeks right guess where the other week is the other week is put put on at the end of time Y'all call it the Great Tribulation, but it's really the seven-year Great Tribulation wrapping up because the first half is the Great Tribulation of the saints, and the second half is the wrapping up. So I'm sorry to tell you, but the Bible is going to declare to you that the church will be here during the Great Tribulation. I'm sorry that they've been lied to. But the Bible declares differently. So that last week is what we're going to deal with because that last week that makes up that 70 week because it's going to be 70 weeks it says it's going to pass before Jesus Christ is anointed king. I'm talking about king. That's when he come back and take this thing completely. 
69 weeks went by. But look what happened here. Still got one more to go at the end. But look at verse 26. It says, And after three score and two weeks, 62 weeks, after 62 weeks, not when 62 weeks passed, but you after. It don't mean it's going to happen right then, you see. See, a lot of people get confused with that right then. Say, just if I ask you, what you going to do after you get off from work? And you say, well, I'm going to fix my hair. But that don't mean you're going to do it right after you get off from work. It means you can do it any time from the time you get off from work to the time you go to bed. After. It can be at 8 o'clock. It says here, 62 weeks will pass. But after, it says, that's the key word. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. He'll be killed. Sometime after that, 62 weeks, right? Which we know that 62 weeks ended up 69 because that's when Jesus was cut off. You see, it means after. Like I said, you get off work at 4 o'clock, but you might not fix your hair at 8. But it's still after. That's the key word that you got to look at. Or you'll be confused. Because you'll say, well, he's saying one thing over here, but then it's saying 62 weeks. But it didn't say 62 weeks. It said after. And that could be any time. After. See, <laughs> after today, you can live to get 100 years old, or older. Or you can just live to get one day older. After. Just then. After. The Bible goes on and says that he'll be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. That's the sanctuary. That's the Antichrist. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And to the end of the war, Desolations are determined. That's the abomination of desolation. The Antichrist standing in the holy place. The key word is Matthew 24, chapter 24, verse 15. When you see the abomination of desolation, that's him. Now look what he does here in verse 27. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one year or one week. That's that last week. That's it right there. See, the Antichrist is going to sign of what they call a peace treaty. Remember in 1 Thessalonians 5, 3, it said when they should be saying peace and safety, sudden destruction is going to come upon them, and they're not going to be able to escape it, just like a woman in the veil, said. It's going to come on. See, they're going to be hollering peace and safety. See, that's the trick again. So the Antichrist is going to sign a peace treaty, a covenant, an agreement, And that peace treaty is going to be to protect many, and Israel is going to be one of those that's going to be protected for one week. And in the midst, that's right in the center, after three and a half years, he's going to do what? He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblations to cease. See, he's going to stop it. He's going to stop the sacrifice in the temple, see? After three and a half years. See, he's going to make the covenant, and then right there in the middle of that seven years, he's going to make them stop. There's a reason for it, though. It's deep study tonight, people. And we just not started. And for overspreading of abominations, that word abomination, he shall make it desolate. That's the abomination of desolation, standing in the holy place. Even until the consumption or consummation and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Now watch this. Go back to Go to Ezekiel 28 chapter because this is how this thing is going to go. Ezekiel 38. 
We're going to do some reading in 38 and 39. This is how it's going to go. While you're searching for it, I'm going to give you a little synopsis of it. Russia is going to attack. It's going to attack Israel. The Antichrist made a covenant with Israel for peace. Take care. That's going to cause them to draw it into. It's going to go. When it goes to fight for Israel, it's going to keep going and take out Egypt and a bunch of them other places over there. That's linked in with the China army, the red, the, 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 the army of the rising sun, which is going to call them to get involved. Now they got 200 million men strong, walk, because they got billions of people. They got about 2 billion now over there. So they can stand to give up 200 million foot soldiers without being harmed by it. Let's watch the word here. Look what the word says. The word says in Ezekiel chapter 28, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog. Gog is the chief captain of the Russian army. Ezekiel 38. Verse 2. Magog is the second son of Noah's son, Japheth which later became what we call a barbaric Scythian tribe, now known as Russia. Magog is Russia. Now, God is the captain of the Russian army. God says, set thy face against the captain named God and tell him I'm against thee, O God. Set thy face against Gog and the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshesh, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, are y'all with him? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O God, the chief prince of Meshesh and Tubal. And notice what he's going to do. I will, and I will turn thee back. See, he's coming in Israel. Watch what he says here. I'm going to turn you back, and I'm going to put hooks in your jaws. And I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great army with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Be thou prepared, verse 7 says, and prepare thyself thou, and all thy company, that are similar unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Verse 8. And many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years, that's the end time. Thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, talk about Israel, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste. But it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Thou shalt, verse 9, thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. They're going to be coming heavy. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy band, and many people with thee. Verse 12. To take spoil and to take prey, take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited. And upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and good that dwell in the midst of the land. Verse 14. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto God, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people of Israel dwell safely. Remember I said? Peace and safety. God said, In that day. He's talking to God, the captain of the Russian army. He said, In that day. When my people of Israel dwell safety, shalt thou not know it? In other words, you won't know it. You know they in peace. But he says in verse 15, And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north part. Thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company, and a mighty army. 
And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. And it shall be in the what day? Intact. And I will bring thee against my land that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O God, before their eyes. Verse 9 says, verse 19 says, For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. He's going to hit them with an earthquake. Chapter 39 showing you how he's going to do it. He says in verse 2 of chapter 39, And I will turn thee back and leave but a sixth part of thee. I'm going to kill off your army, all but a sixth part of your army. That's the only thing going to be left. And will cause thee to come up from the north parts. And will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. And I will smit thy bow out of thy left hand and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy band, and the people that are with thee, ye going down. And I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort. Moving around the corner. And to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Thou shalt fall upon the open field. For I have spoken it, saith the Lord. I will send a fire on Magog. And among them that dwell carelessly in the aisles, you know those folk that like to dwell in places with folk. You know what I'm talking about. He said, I'm going to send a fire on them too, those that dwell carelessly with that crew. And they shall know that I'm the Lord. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore. And the heathen shall know that I'm the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, it is come and it is done, saith the Lord. This is the day whereof I have spoken. And they that dwell, verse 9, and they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set a fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the buckets, bows and the arrows, the headstones, and the spirit, and they shall burn them with fire. How many years? Seven, Seven years. That's how much uh, debris. But that ain't all. And verse 11 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto God a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea. And it shall stop the noses of the passengers. In other words, it's going to stink. And there shall they bury God and all his multitude. And they shall call it the valley of heaven God, which is the multitude of God or of Russia. Verse 12 says, And seven months shall the house of Israel be buried now that they may cleanse the land seven months. Ain't no fairy tale. It's the written word of God. Verse 14 says, And they shall settle out. In other words, they're going to hire them. Hire out men of continual employment. Talking about uh, 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 the, uh, what they call that thing, the, the job unemployment rate. Ain't going to be no unemployment rate. They're going to be looking for somebody to work. Passing through the land to bury with the passengers those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of seven months, they shall search. Shall they search? And the passengers that pass through the land, when any sin from man's bones, then shall he set up a sign by till the buried and buried in the valley of heaven. So you're going to hit Russia. Go over here to Daniel 40. Daniel 40. Or Daniel 11, verse 40. Daniel 11, verse 40 through 45. Over there. Alright, look what happened. And it shall, and, and, and at the end 
Or at the time of the end shall the king of the south, that's the Antichrist pushing him, and the king of the north shall come against him, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, uh, Russia, the king of the north, shall come against him and his constituents. Now his constituents may be coming from Israel, I mean from Egypt, or any other place, but they're all going to be in that together, you know, because they all got a pack. You know, this one got a pack, this one over here got a pack, they got a pack, you know, everybody running with somebody. They clicked up. The Bible says that, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and overpass. Mm -hmm. Now look at verse 44. Now I told you, when this thing is going on, and Israel hit, is hit by Russia, Russia hits him, and the Antichrist comes, the Antichrist don't stop. There, he goes on and starts hitting some of them other people, friends, Egypt and all down in there, and Ethiopia and other places like that. Now, look what's going to happen. This is going to cause verse 44 to kick in. But tidings out of the east, that's that Chinese army, out of the rising sun, that's the one that, 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 that Revelation is talking about. The, 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 the river Euphrates dried up to make a pathway for the kings of the east. That's that army. So while he's out here taking care of business, the Antichrist and his army fighting Russia and messing with all the other folk down off in there, tidings out of the east is going to catch him and going to make him come back to the mountains of Israel because he's going because they're coming. So he got to stop doing what he's doing over here. He's going to have to come back. But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go forth with great fear and destroy utterly to make away many. See, he's going to go crazy. He's going to try to get everything in his way. And he shall plant the tabernacle of his palace between the seas of the glorious holy mountain, Israel. Yet he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. He's going to knock them off too. God's going to strike them with earthquake. See, God don't need no nuclear bomb. He is the bomb. See, he got something that can take care of this thing that ain't, you put all the nuclear bombs together and it won't be nothing but a little speck of sand compared to the power that he can unleash. I mean, my God. So during that time, what's going to happen is, is the Antichrist is going to be killed. Now I want you to go with me, because we're going off into some super, supernatural areas. Now I want you to go with me to Isaiah 14 chapter. We're going to start at verse 9. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 9. And don't worry, I'm making series on this, so... Because you're going to need it, somebody Amen. say. Amen. But you'll know the map. You'll know the map. It'll be in your head. You'll know what to look for. You'll be able to see it. Because he said, don't let no man deceive you by what kind of mean? Any mean. That's right. Any. Any. If it ain't this, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear no prophetic like, no, I just want to hear this. I don't want nothing else. I'm beyond that. We don't graduate way beyond that. Y'all folks smarter than preachers. Say amen to the Lord for that. Amen. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 9. Say, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Mm -hmm. It's death of the dead for thee. Talk about the Antichrist. Even all the chief ones of the earth. It had raised up. From their thrones, all the kings and the nations, verse, verse 11. Thy pump, mm -hmm. okay, verse 10, and all, and all they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as us? 
Art thou become like unto us? That's what they're going to be asking this great powerful. That's what them folk down there in the grave, them kings already dead, going to be asking. You know, you done got weak too, baby. But look at verse 11. Thy pump, which is your pride, is brought down to the what grave? And the noise of thy vials, which is thy loot, is loot. The worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. Talk about the Antichrist. Now, if you go to Ezekiel 28, verse 8 and 9, you'll see something. Ezekiel 28, verse 8 and 9. Because he said that hell beneath is moved for him, right? Said the worm's going to be eating him, right? Ezekiel 28, verse 8 and 9 say, They shall bring thee down to the pit, and thou shalt die the death of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Wilt thou yet say before him that slayeth thee, I am God? But thou shalt be a man, and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Mm. Sound like a man to me? Mm -hmm. Well, let's go back to holy places over here in Isaiah, we, we, we got some traveling here. All right. Now, he was just not talking about the Antichrist, right? Now, here's where you got to be spiritually savvy with this thing. Watch how that thing twists from the Antichrist to Satan. Watch what happens. Watch it. But first, watch what happens. Go to Revelation 13.3. We'll read a portion of that. Revelation 13.3, and we'll return to that. In a minute. Revelation 13.3. We talk about the Antichrist being dead, right? Alright. Look what it says. Revelation chapter 13.3. I'm going to read the first sentence of it. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to what? That's all I want you to read from now. Sound like he was dead. He was dead. His head was wounded to death. Seventh head. Alright. Go back to Isaiah. Because now this thing done flipped on you. It's done changed from the Antichrist. Now it's dealing with Lucifer. Because what you've got to understand is, is that while this thing is happening down here on earth, with the Antichrist being assassinated, war will break out in heaven with Lucifer. There's just two things going on. See, you, got to, you really got to be, because see, Satan is going to try to recapture his throne. He's going to try to get back. Watch what he is. Now, now, I want you to understand something here. Look what's happening here. Look at, look, look at verse 12 in Isaiah chapter 14. See, y'all getting into some deep solid stuff here in the spirit realm. I hope y'all know what y'all getting into here. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Y'all see it? Everybody see that? Hey, how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nation. For thou hast said in thine heart, look what he said, I will ascend into heaven. Watch this. Go to Ephesians 2.20. It tells us that he is the prince of the powers of the air, right? Now watch this. Ephesians 2.20. He's the prince of the powers on the earth. That's who Satan is, right? That's where God placed him. See, God didn't cast Satan to the earth yet. He, he, he left him in the first heaven. He's the power of the earth that we breathe, okay? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Dang, Wendy. We'll go to Colossians then. Go to Colossians 2.20. No, it is Ephesians. It's either there or it's Philippians. I could, it could be Philippians, but I think it's where I said it. Let's see. Ephesians. Yeah, Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2.2, 2, my bad. Ephesians 2 2. Okay? Are you there? Amen. You see it there? Ephesians 2 2. 
Everybody see it? He's the power. He's the prince of the power of what? Air. That's the first heaven. You see, there are three heavens. There's the first heaven, which is the air we breathe. That's what Satan is cast to. There's the second heaven where the stars are. That's second heaven. There's the third heaven where the throne is. And God sits above all of them. All right? Okay. Now watch what Satan tried to do here. I want you to watch this character now. First thing he says he's going to do is ascend into heaven, right? So he's going to try to take a higher place than where he is right now in the realm of the first heaven. He got his eyes set on sitting on top of the third. Watch what he does here. First thing he said, I'm going to send it to heaven. Then he said, I'm going to exalt my throne above what? The, oh, the second heaven. See, he climbed. He finished it. Watch. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. That's the third heaven. That word upon the mount means I'm going to be in the place of control. He wants God's throne. He said, I'm going to sit above the heights of the cloud. See, see, he's in the atmosphere right now. He wants to get above. He said, I want to go above the cloud. You got me down too low here. Now watch Revelation. Revelation 12, verse 7 through, through 12. Revelation. Now, the Antichrist is dead, right? We already done dealt with that, right? Everybody understand that he got knocked off. We done showed you that, right? And you get CD. Uh, James, you'll make sure of that. Plus, it'll be on the internet for those that might want to go there and check it out. But it's going to take more than one, see, one time to hear this. Get it. Now, watch the word. Antichrist dead. Now, Satan is about ready to try to go back up. He sees an opportunity. He sees an opportunity. He's going to take one last stand and try this one more time. He, he, he don't learn easy. He's hard-headed. He's going to try to, he, he try to get beat. I'm trying to tell you. And the ironic thing about it is that when that fool, when, when, when this fool, after he can't get back up, he still ain't going to quit. But watch the word. Revelation Chapter 12, verse 7 through 20. You see, and there was what? War in him. Michael, because he said, now I'm going to sin, right? That means that he on the move, right? But Michael and his angels is there to stop this fool, because he's crazy. He's coming. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels. And prevailed not. They didn't win. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. If you can tell you the saint they cast out of heaven, no, he has access. How can he be the accuser of the brethren if he didn't have access? How can he come together in the book of Job when the Son of God got together, Satan was there? Every time we get together in the heavenly realm, Satan is there. Every time. That's why we got to keep our eyes open. Keep that devil up out of here. Now, say that he prevailed not. Now look, verse 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, we blood him, deceived, we deceived the whole world. He was cast out where? Not into the air this time, not into the atmosphere, but all the way down into the earth. And his angel was cast out with him. And heaven will rejoice in the verse 10. Now has come salvation, strength, the kingdom of God, of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. We now hear folk accusing people and telling, you know what I'm saying? Of speculators, of whisperers. They get their heads behind me, Satan. You see right here what Satan is, the accuser of the brethren, right? So everybody that's doing that, church folk, is of step. So we need to stop pity-patting the people and let people know. Get the head behind me, Satan. And stop worrying about 
because our lives are at stake. See, see we, we, we don't want to tell people the truth. We need to stand up and just tell it. I don't like roots poop Christians. We soldiers. We supposed to stand up and tell it. But no, we want to be all right. You can't be, you, you can't eat from God's table and the devil's table too. You ain't got that call with God. God don't give us that permission. Says he accused him before our God both day and night. Well, he got to be able to have access to him in order to do it. But now he's been cast out. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of that testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Not their lives unto death. Therefore, rejoice ye heavens, that ye dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. He's mad. Because he knows that his time is but short. Uh oh. Now, he knows he can't get to the man child, so he goes at the woman. That's the next verse there. He met, so he's going at the church, the woman that birthed the man child. Now, Satan has never dwelt in a man before. All he ever done was get close to demons, but he himself. Has not ever dwelled. Everything that God did with Jesus, the Antichrist is going to do, or Satan is going to do with the Antichrist. Antichrist is going to be killed. Just like God raised him up, Satan going to raise him up. Watch this word here. Watch this word. Let me show you something. Go over here. To Revelation 13, verse 7. You're right there at it, right? 13, verse 3. You see it? And I saw one of his hands, it stands to Christ, as it were wounded to death, remember? But look, and his deadly wound was healed. All of a sudden, he was dead, but now he's healed. I ain't finished with you. That's just a little hors d'oeuvre there. Go back over here to Isaiah. Because Isaiah is going to show you something about this. Isaiah, the 15th chapter. I meant the 14th chapter. I'm starting at. I'm going to reiterate to verse 14 and then I'm going to go into 15. Over there? Mm-hmm. All right. The Bible says, in Isaiah 14, verse 14, I will ascend. Above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like who? Even a lofty man. So war breaks out in heaven, right? Okay. But look what happened. In verse 15, this goes back to the Antichrist. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. And consider these saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Remember when they asked him, you weak as us now. What happened to you? See, they're jugging at him now. Is this the man? See, they're going to see just really how weak he really was. But through, but through that image of the beast, which is Fox News and, and, and Indy and all them, see, 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 through that image of the beast, they'll pump that thing up to make it look worse than what it is. You see? But when you when, when that thing be brought down, you'll see that ain't nothing but a man too. Nothing but a man. See, we run around here and we got we, we, we think that this man is this and that man. Ain't none of us nothing. Nothing. Just make it easy on yourself. Just understand that. That we ain't nothing. All of our righteousness ain't number filthy righteousness. But we run around here, oh, oh, this, oh, that, oh, this, this, and this, this, and man, forget it. Is this the man, verse 16, that made the earth to truth? Verse 17. 
that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the houses of the prison. Is this man? All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory. Everyone in his own house. But look here. He said all of them lie in glory in his own house. In other words, all y'all, all of them lying in peace. They did all these great things. But watch, but watch this. Remember the But thou art cast out of thy grave, look like this, like an abominable prey. You see? The grave don't even want to. And as the remnant of those that are slain, thrust through with the sword, that go down to the stones of the pit, as a carcass trying to defeat his death cry. Look at verse 20. Thou shalt not be joined with who? Yeah. Where? Same thing that Jesus done, Satan's gonna do it with the Antichrist. He's gonna resurrect him. That's why the deadly wounds are healed. That's what he's saying right here. Thou art cast out of the grave like an abominable brain. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because they're gonna be resurrected. He's gonna be resurrected. Now when he's resurrected, now here comes the fun. Here comes this maniac, and what he's going to do is he's going to go. Here's where 15 comes into play. When you see the abomination of desolation, Matthew 24, verse 15, standing in the holy place, mm -hmm. whosoever really let him understand, mm -hmm. that's him. Once he's resurrected, he's going to take over. First, he's going to take over that temple of the Antichrist and going to stand in that. Then he's going to go to Israel and stand in the temple. And that's where he's going to proclaim himself to be God. And you're going to see it on CNN, NBC. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3 and 4. See, I got a good group here. I got a group that want to learn God. I got a crew here. And if you're willing to learn it, I'm sure enough willing to teach you him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I'll do that. If you're willing, I'm willing. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3 and 4. Are we there? He's going to proclaim himself to be God. Look here. Three and four say, let no man deceive you. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3 and 4. Let no man deceive you by any means. We read that yesterday, uh, Sunday. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed to some condition. Well, see, that's what he's going to be revealed when he go and stand in the holy place proclaim himself to be God. Now watch what he does. He opposes, no, verse 4, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Or that is worship. So that he, as God, sitteth in the what? Didn't I tell you? Showing himself to be what? Amen. I rest with case. Ain't that what he gonna do? But that ain't all he gonna do. He got a big mouth. Go over here to Daniel 7.25. He got a big mouth now. Children, he got a big mouth. He got a real big mouth. But God gonna shut him up. Daniel seven twenty five. Watch Daniel seven twenty five. Over there. First of all, I want you to read. I want you to see verse twenty one talking about this antichrist. Now, if the church is gone, how is he gonna do that? And I'm hell. Daniel seven twenty five. Seven twenty one. And I beheld, and the same horn that stands Christ made war with the who? Right. And prevail against them. Well, if we gone, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But I ain't finished yet. Verse 25 says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the who? Right. How are you going to wear them out if they gone? Hmm? Somebody lied to y'all, did Cause I know all y'all done heard that y'all would be going up. If you, if you here, 
at that time, ha, I'm just telling you what the word is. So I don't care about no theology or no whatever that is y'all be listening to. I don't know what you be listening to, but I know what you better listen to. I know that. He said, he shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think the teen time the law, and they shall be given into his hand until a time, times, and the dividing of a time, which is three and a half years. Time mean one year. Time with the S mean two years. Two plus one is three, and the dividing of a time is a half a year. That's three and a half years. All day long, right? With the word. Let's go to Revelation. 13th chapter. And let's deal with this. 13th chapter. Oh, this is stuff here. And we wrote. I'm going to deal with verse 1 through 10 and then we're going to cap it off. But not. Revelation 13. Over there. Look what the word says. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. What do I call it the sand of the sea? Sand means it's broken up. He's in a place of broken spirituality. Broken up. It ain't solid. I stood on the sands of the sea and saw a beast. That's that Antichrist. Rise up out of the sea, out of the spirit realm. And he has seven heads, meaning that he had the power to seize and kidnap. That's what he had the power to do. He had ten horns because he was unified in his power. And upon his horn he had ten crowns because he was, he was a ruler. He was ruling. And upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. Why was he like a leopard? Because he had, he was spotted and stained. In other words, he was filthy. He wasn't clean. Look at Jude. Jude 1, verse 12 and 13. Jews don't, don't have but one book, but verse 12 and 13. Jude's right for Revelation. Book of Jude, 12 and 13. Book of Jude, 12 and 13. Talk about these spots. Spots and stains. You see it there? These are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds that are without water. Mm-hmm. Carried away of wind, every wind slated doctrine, y'all know. Trees whose fruit will, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the root, raising waves of the sea, foaming out of their shame. Wow. Wandering stars, gypsies, to whom it is the blackness of or the, the blackness of darkness forever. See, see, that Antichrist, he's got that leopard spirit. Spot. He put spots and and stains in our feast of charity. See, why we here feasting on God's word and love and stuff, and, you know, those crazy people come in. You know, them, them, them folk that don't mean us no good, y'all know how they come up in the church. They don't be meaning us no good and stuff. And what they do is, those are spots in our feast of charity. See, they come in to destroy us. They don't come in to help us. They don't come in to get the word right. They come in to see what's wrong but they can't back. They don't come to build up. I'm telling the truth, people. We don't have a million of them come through here. We got that, that high that those gypsies just came to here. Dropping fleas all over the place. Well, that's that leopard spirit. It's spotted and it's stained. But now this antichrist, he also has the feet of, of a bat because he likes to obstruct the spirit in you by ferocity and causing turbulence. Sir? 
you say it. Oh, you know you will. Fess up. Fess up, Lord. I fess up. If it hit you hard enough, you win. one of his hands as it were wounded to death, see? And his head and his deadly wound was healed now. And all the world wondered after the beast because like I say, it's on the move too. He was resurrected and I can hear him announcing it right now. And they got microphones all around me. But you were dead. But now you're alive. How did that happen? The whole world won't wonder. Because they got it. They got it all over the world. They're going to see this, this magnificent display. And the world is going to wonder at this. And they're going to follow it. So the Christians are going to follow it too. As a matter of fact, a whole lot of them are going to follow A whole lot of them are going to follow Because they're so caught up on this, what they, all right, that when this thing hit them, they ain't going to know what hit them. They ain't going to know what hit them. Oh, it ain't supposed to be like this. They told us we wouldn't be here. Who told you? You should have read it for yourself. <laughs> pastor. Pastor down there fanning his hell off him, not you. <laughs> Looking at each other. Pastor, pastor. Pastor in hell with you. Y'all looking at each other. Verse uh, Now look what happens here. And, and, and verse 4 says, And they worship the dragon which gave power to the beast. See who they worship? Satan. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And they, and that was given to him a mouth speaking great things about him. Didn't that mean he had a big mouth? He spoke a lot of nasty things against God, didn't he? And power was given to him to continue how long? How long? In 42 months? Ain't that a time, time, and divide your time? Ain't, ain't 42 months, three and a half years. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed me against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. He cussed everybody. And look what he said. It was given him to make war with who? I thought they saying he was going to meet God. <laughs> and to overcome them. And the power was given him over all his tongues and nations. Hmm. Well, I thought they were gone, y'all. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to Revelation, the seventh chapter. If you if you still don't believe it. No, I ain't going to take you there. I'm going to take you there later. I'm going to take you there later. Don't even go there. I'm going to take you there later, not today. And all that dwell, let's go back to Revelation, Revelation 13, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. It didn't say some. They say all. But you know what that means? That means you. 
You don't have to be ter terrified because we're in the world, but we're not of the world. It says, all those that dwell on the earth, upon the earth. You know, those that are thinking Don't. They scared me, didn't Start drawing up on me over there. I felt it, baby. Now, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Thank you, Lord. If any man have a ear, let him do what? Yeah. Don't close your ears or your eyes. He that lives into captivity He that killeth with the school must be killed with the school. Please hope y'all. Here is the patience and the faith of the saint. Watch this. Galatians 6 9 say, Don't grow weary in your well doing. Because they do season, you'll see. You reap it. You pray not right. But watch Luke. 21, 19. Luke 21, 19. Does it not say that in your patience you protect your soul? See, this is a patience thing that we involved in now. See, 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 this whole thing. See, if you get anxious now, you're going to miss out. A whole bunch of people have slid back because they got anxious. They couldn't wait on God, could they? Don't Luke 21, 19 say, you possess, in your patience, you possess your soul. In your patience. That means you got to have your own patience in order to possess your soul. Or your soul will get away from you. Ooh, that don't sound too good to get lost in space. That don't sound too good to me. You see, I'm afraid to lose myself. That scares me. Because you might not get back. So when Shell starts wanting after food, it's time to go pray harder. Lord, help me. Because you see, out of everything that I'm scared of, I ain't scared of nothing like I'm scared of me. Ain't nothing more dangerous to me than me. I don't know about you. You, you might not have that problem. You, know, you might have it all going on. You might. But see, I needed Jesus. I needed it. I don't know about y'all, but I needed it. Because one second left without Jesus, and I'm allowed to That's why I got that crazy chair over there that Jesus don't sit in. 
That's a crazy chair right there. Every time they come in, it's crazy. Because that's what that world will do to you out there. That thing will whoop your head good. And you'll come back up in there beat down and crazy. You know what I'm saying? And they still don't get it yet. They ain't got it yet. I said, look, now, you can't forsake your children of the brother. Now, I ain't not going to keep running at you. I don't talk. Can't nobody say that I ain't went looking. Got a deep. When I went looking, I, I always wind up spending. But I ain't gonna keep spending throwing good money at bad. Now I rest my case. God bless y'all. Peace. Amen.